Section seven of the Mysteries of London, Volume three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gray Clayton. The Mysteries of London, Volume three by George W. M. Reynolds. Section seven. Chapter seven. The Beautiful Patient. Ten minutes had scarcely elapsed since Lord Ellingham took his departure from the doctor's abode, and the learned gentleman himself was still pondering on the strange communication which had been made to him, when a loud and hasty knock at the front door echoed through the house. A servant answered the summons, and in a few moments ushered Tom Rain into the presence of Dr. Lassells sir said the visitor who was painfully excited a female a young woman in whom i am deeply interested has taken poison come with me this instant i implore you dr lassells snatched up his hat and followed rainford without pausing to ask a single question a hackney coach was waiting at the door the two individuals leapt in and the vehicle drove rapidly away the doctor now thought it expedient to make a few inquiries relative to the case which was about to engage his attention. "'What poison has the young woman taken?' he asked. "'Arsenic,' was the reply, for I found the paper which had contained it. "'And how long ago? Ten minutes before I knocked at your door. Has there been any vomiting?' "'I did not delay a single moment in hastening to fetch you after the unhappy creature took the poison.' and therefore i am unable to answer that question the physician remained silent and in a few minutes the coach stopped at a house in south milton street the door was opened by a servant girl and rainford led the physician to a bedroom on the second floor whither the servant girl followed them by the light of a candle placed upon a chest of drawers dr lassells beheld a young female of great beauty and with no other garment on than her nightdress, writhing in excruciating agonies upon the bed. From the reply given by the servant-girl to a question put by the doctor, it appeared that the young lady had been seized with violent vomiting the moment after Tom Rain had left to procure medical aid, and Lassells accordingly proceeded to adopt the usual treatment which is pursued in such cases. Footnote 1 the first great object which we must keep in view is to promote the speedy evacuation of the stomach if the poison itself has not produced vomiting from ten to twenty grains of sulphate of zinc must be given if it can be readily procured this generally acts as a powerful emetic if this however cannot be obtained a mustard emetic should be administered and the vomiting promoted by drinking large quantities of barley water linseed tea milk or tepid water the two first being of a mucilaginous nature are to be preferred tickling the back of the throat with a feather will often cause the stomach to reject its contents it frequently happens that this treatment alone is sufficient for relief in accidents of this nature after the stomach has been cleansed by the emetic and so on as described above lime water or chalk diffused in water if it can be procured may be given in large quantities hahnemann has recommended soap to be dissolved in water in the proportion of a pound to four pints 
and a teacupful to be given every five or six minutes. This undoubtedly is the best treatment if lime water is not at hand. Powdered charcoal may also be administered with advantage if the other remedies are not immediately attainable. The above remedies may be used with some degree of confidence, although their good effects are not sufficiently certain to establish them as antidotes. From Ready Remedies in Cases of Poisoning, etc., by James Johnson, M.R.C.S. End of footnote one. In the course of half an hour, the patient was pronounced to be out of danger, and Tom Rain, who had in the meantime manifested the most utmost anxiety and uneasiness, now exhibited a proportionate liveliness of joy. "'Shall I recover, sir? Oh, tell me, shall I recover?' asked the young woman in a strange, thrilling, piteous tone, as she fixed her large, dark eyes upon the countenance of the physician. "'You are in a fair way to survive this mad, this wicked attempt on your life,' answered Lassels, in a compassionately reproachful, rather than a severe tone. "'But you must be kept quiet, and all sources of mental irritation must be removed or forgotten as much as possible,' he added, glancing towards Rainford. "'Oh, sir, do not imagine for a moment that he will upbraid or ill-treat me,' exclaimed the young woman, darting a fond look towards Tom Rain. Then, drawing a long and heavy respiration, she said, in a different and more subdued tone, "'In justice to him, doctor, I must assure you that no harshness on his part urged me to this shocking deed.' but yes my dearest girl interrupted rain rushing to the bed and taking one of her hands which he pressed fondly to his lips i did upbraid you i did speak severely to you no no not more than i deserved cried the young woman for i was very wrong oh i was very wrong but say tom can you forgive me he does forgive you he has forgiven you exclaimed the physician and now abandon that subject which is naturally a painful one "'Tomorrow morning I shall call and see you early.' Dr. Lassels took up his hat to depart, and Rainford followed him into the passage, where he said in a low but earnest tone, "'One word, sir, in private. Please to step into this room.' And he conducted the physician into a front apartment, the door of which he carefully closed. "'In the first place, sir,' began Rainford, when they were thus alone together, "'allow me to thank you for your prompt and effectual aid in this most painful affair.' And he slipped five guineas into the doctor's hand. Second, let me implore of you to grant the favour which I am about to ask.' "'Speak, sir,' said Lassels, "'and if your request be not inconsistent with my honour as a physician and a gentleman—' "'Far from it,' exclaimed Rainford. "'It is this.' Promise me, on your solemn word of honour, as a physician and as a gentleman, that, when once your professional visits here have ceased, you will forget that you ever beheld that young woman who is lying in the next room. Promise me, I say, in the most binding manner, that, should you ever henceforth meet her, alone or in company, you will not even appear to recognise her, much less attempt to speak to her, unless you be formally introduced to her when you will consider your acquaintance with her to begin only from the moment of such introduction. Promise me all this, sir, I implore you, for you know not what vitally important interest may be compromised by your conduct in this manner. 
i have not the slightest objection to tranquillize your mind by giving the pledge which you demand returned dr lascelles without a moment's hesitation a thousand thanks sir cried rainford joyfully you fully understand the precise nature of the reserve and silence which i require never to allude in any way to the incident of this night nor to appear to recognize elsewhere nor henceforth the young lady whom i have just seen said the doctor you may rely upon me the secret shall never transpire from my lips again i express my gratitude cried rainford with undisguised satisfaction dr lascelles then took his leave and as he retraced his way to grafton street he never once ceased to think of the strange promise which he had been required to give in respect to the beautiful creature who had made so resolute an attempt upon her own existence on the following morning shortly after eight o'clock the physician's cab stopped at the door of the house in south milton street but to his surprise he learnt from the landlady that mr and mrs jameson by which names rainford and the young woman had been known at their lodgings had taken their departure at seven o'clock before it was even light had they resided long with you inquired the doctor only a week sir was the answer the lady kept herself very quiet and seldom went out when she did she always had a thick black veil over her face and you may think it strange sir but it's true for all that which is sir that i never once caught a glimpse of her countenance all the time she was in this house but the servant gal says she was very beautiful very beautiful indeed you must however be able to judge whether that report is true or not sir i know little and i think less of those matters my good woman said the doctor hastily and returning to his cab he drove off to visit another patient End of section seven recording by gray clayton